I was intrigued this morning to read an opinion piece all about tomorrow's schools written by Barley Huck. So I'm going to talk about this. Uh, is it too soon to write off tomorrow's schools? Now, Barley Huck, the fellow who wrote this piece, is in uh, theherald.co.nz. Barley Huck is an educational consultant. He's uh, run four schools. He's been a principal, a deputy principal, a head of department, a teacher, a deputy chief executive of NZQA. So he knows his stuff. He's a guy who back in February, uh, in an opinion piece, said the teacher's call for a 14.5% pay rise was not just reasonable, but not enough. In fact, he said the teachers should be worth as much as a backbencher MP. And so using that logic, a teacher should be paid $164,000 a year. So we know which side Bali Hark is on. Now, what was so intriguing about Bali Hark's editorial this morning uh, was it said that tomorrow's school model, the tomorrow's school model, belongs in the past. And that is interesting and intriguing because Bali Hark is actually the chairman of the independent task force charged with reviewing the tomorrow's school system. But it appears before the end of the review that he already wants to take the system apart. Maybe I'm just being naive, but I don't think it's actually appropriate for the guy who's in charge of reviewing tomorrow's schools to come out and tell us everything that's wrong with it before he's finished the review in an editorial piece in the paper. I think that's quite inappropriate, really. It shows he doesn't have an open mind. Piece was interesting, though, because it went through the history of the model and it sprung out of the PICO report into education by Brian PICO. Remember that? He was a supermarket director and a business leader, and he believed in market forces and competition, and he wanted some of those principles introduced into the schools. So under David Longy, Tomorrow's Schools was launched in the 90s, and it is the most devolved education system in the world. At its essence, the power got taken away from a centralised bureaucracy to the schools themselves and their independent boards. They got a lump of money, and they got to do what they thought was best with it amongst certain guidelines. And it was thought that they would know more about the community and its needs than some faceless administrator in Wellington who's never been to your suburb, been to your school. And then the schools could do the best job, become the best they could be, and they could win their community. And it's that aspect of competition and bulk funding that gave many the jitters. After all, with competition, you have winners and you also have losers. And Barley Hark's opinion piece focuses on this as the main reason for a new system. This is what he says. Most of us would expect that our children should have access to quality schooling regardless of where we live. But how can this be achieved when the system is designed to create winner and loser schools? Mm. Well, I worry that Bali Hark's review, though, is now about to throw the baby out with the bathwater because New Zealand schools aren't truly competitive. There's zoning in place. They're not truly competing with each other's. And there have been loser schools, and they have been rescued by the commissioners and by central bureaucracy. The devolved power base to the schools, while Brian Pico would like to see competition, what it's really meant is the schools have greater flexibility and adaptability to a community's needs. In this time when talkback is flooded with people going on about amalgamation of councils and super cities and the loss of representation, why would we want to turn around and do the same to our schools, which were devolved all the way down? So the question I have for you today is whether we really want to go back to the old days where the Ministry of Education building in the centre of Wellington was all-powerful over all the schools in New Zealand, from Bluff to Blenheim, from Buckland to Balclutha to Bulls.